This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Altuve drives one, deep to left field, all the way back, gone! Jose Altuve, on his 31st birthday, hits a home run that probably feels as good as any in his career. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Ostrowski and Raji with you on this Friday. It's BetQL Daily. Time to go over today's MLB card. We've got 15 games, one in the afternoon, I believe, four interleague. But uh, before we we get to that, Raj, we got to take a moment here and address John Means. I mean, this has Uh been... You're dude. Like we've been preaching every, every time you've been on the show and he's been pitching, we've been backing Baltimore and uh, it's like those days are over. We're probably not going to get unless he's going up against a good team and a good pitcher. John means as an underdog and he was an underdog the other day right. and the, the strikeout prop was only at six and a half. And we were all over that on the show. Um, it partly in due because you've been pumping up your man. John the, means Joe. The last time we talked about him, I believe it was Friday. It was Friday, last Friday, he, he started, and then uh, yeah, he started on Friday. Yeah. And um, I we we had this conversation that he's being undervalued right now, and, we, and the question was, when does he stop being undervalued? And I said, oh, maybe middle of <laughs> May or something. I think that's now. Um, now. That, that's over after the no hitter. Everybody now is is got him on their radar. So I don't think you're going to get the value on John Means anymore. Sorry. I was a part of me while I was excited to see it because it's kind of like our guy. We keep betting on him. I was excited to see it for him. But then part of me is also like, like I just asked Jason Stark at the end. We've already seen three no hitters this season. People that really aren't into baseball and don't know the backstories of some of these pitchers like Rodon and Musgrove as well. Uh, just bouncing back and what he's done in his career since leaving Pittsburgh this season. Uh, they're going to be, it's just annoying that I have to hear, oh, what's the big deal about a no-hitter? And I'm kind of uh, oh. I'm kind of talking about, like, like Ross Tucker. He's been doing that every, t- every time this season. Like, oh, they're so boring. They're not special at all. Oh, really? It's a little of column A. It's a little of col- column B. Like, we know that part of the reason there are so many no-hitters is, uh, is the ridiculous strikeout rates that we see on a daily basis. Yeah, that's part of it. But it doesn't mean we need to take anything away from these accomplishments. No, there were people who, um, and, and I think we're talking about the statistical diehards, like the diehardiest of the diehard statistical people who were like, you know, a no-hitter is not that special when you think about it. But most baseball fans, most people, like, and I, I even think that some of the diehard 
you know, uh, advanced metrics people still love watching no hitters. They still love watching perfect games. It's fun. It's totally fun. There's, there's nothing about it, even though the, you know, if we get to the point where there's like eight, no hitters this year, and we're in the middle of the summer, then maybe it'll be like, okay, well, this is, if we get 15, like that's probably the pace we're on. If we get 15, I'll take the L on it. Okay. You're right. Fine. It's I'm sick of this. This is way too much. That's not going to continue. No, it, it not at this pace. No. Uh, I mean, three in a month is a, <laughs> well, about a month's time. That's, that's really kind of a lot, but um, I think they are fun to watch. I love seeing it. John means has now become, um, and that's how we started this conversation. He is the great restaurant that nobody's heard of. And you love to go to, and now it's starting to get out there. And now oh, there's a wait. That's now a you have to analogy. Now you have to make reservations for John Means. But you know, now it was like, hey, walk right in, get a table anytime I wanted to. And this food is fantastic. But now the word has gotten out about means, mm. and you're not going to get that value anymore. Now you're gonna have to that's wait 45 minutes for a table on a in the middle of, of uh the day. Yep. Yep. You want a lunch table on a Wednesday? We got to wait 45 minutes. Even grandma knows about this place? Yeah, I'm right? out. Yeah. I'm out. Oh, now it's ruined. Grandma <laughs> knows about John Means. It's over. There goes that fun. Uh, first half of today's card. I mentioned only one afternoon game, so we, we should uh, say something about it, even though I don't have any interest in betting it. It's Pittsburgh at the Chicago You don't have Club. any interest in watching it. Uh, it's a terrible pitching matchup. There's that too. It's Trevor Cahill going up against Zach Davies. Wow. Cubs minus 151 favorites. Pittsburgh plus 139. I'm suddenly a little more interested because this morning it was the Cubs minus 139. And I'm thinking, well, if I, I gotta, if I'm going to back Pittsburgh, I want to get more than plus 127, but now we're almost at plus 140. It's a better range, but um, a case can be made to back the Pirates, a few hitters in this lineup, recently have had some success against Davies, not backing the Cubs tell you that much as minus 151 favorites against any team. Not definitely not. Um, maybe not ever uh, for yeah. this season anyway. But, you know, th- this is a game the Pirates could very easily win. And against Zach Davies, the hitters the Pirates have through a little over 100 at bats, th- the OPS is only 700, just a little bit over 700. Not great. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's certainly not great. Um, so if you want to get the value, the plus 139 on the money line, you might be you might be looking at something here. Yeah. The only other thing I would be willing to take, even though we're not talking about the uh, the most uh, explosive offenses, because the pitching is so average at best, and actually it's kind of bad. <laughs> the pitching matchup's mm-hmm. not great. I would take the over seven and a half on this at uh, minus 105. I feel like you're going to, you would think this is the kind of day that both teams would be able to scratch across four runs. Yeah. Yeah. You would think so. I've been so bad with totals lately, but that makes a lot of yeah. sense. I you always want to check the weather over at Clark and Addison, but uh, yeah, you would think that pitching matchup seven and a half is a little light, but I'm, I'm going to be staying away. I'm staying away from staying away from the total. Yeah. Okay. Not, not just not interested in the game in any way. Yeah. I also agree with your money line pick though. If you're going to make a play this afternoon, Hey, that's good value. And the pirates could very, very easily win that one. I feel like I've watched the Cubs lose to the pirates on a Friday afternoon, like 170 times in my life. 
I bet it's more than that, buddy. <laughs> you think so? Uh, I thought it might be a little bit more. Pirates, I Cubs, but I bet it's yeah. been a thousand. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Here's a game I do like. It's an interleague one. Washington at the New York Yankees. Nats have lost their last three. Oh, I've been picking on this guy a whole bunch. Patrick Corbin mm-hmm. and Jamison Tyon. The question is, how am I going to bet on the Yankees? Here's here's why I want to bet on the Yankees. Uh, going up against lefties this season, they are top six in eh, average, OPS, way to runs created plus, WOBA, you know, all your main metrics. Right. And Corbin has really struggled yes. against the Yankees of late. Last 82 at-bats, they're hitting 317 against him, an OPS north of 1,000. So that's what we're trying to figure out here. How do you want to bet on the Yankees? Because, uh, well, it's down to minus 174. I'm not willing to lay that. But the big question is, do uh, are we willing to go on the run line at plus 106? Or do we look at tie-on to get a victory? I liked uh, going into it. I kind of liked the over nine. Is it still nine? It's eight and a half. I think, first of all, I'm, I know you don't want to deal with totals, but at um, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. I mean, over nine for today. And a lot of those runs are probably going to be Yankees runs in New York in that ballpark. I could I could very easily see that. You mentioned the numbers Corbin has against the Yankees. Here's one to me that is really startling. It mm-hmm. is the seven home runs in 82 at bats that he's given up. That's kind of a lot. And I and and you know what's even worse? DJ LeMayhew yes. is owned him. Absolutely owned Patrick Corbin. Look at this OPS. 1096. He's hit four of those home runs. Seven home runs I talked about total for the team. Uh he has four of them on his own. So whatever the pitch, whatever the prop is, and I didn't look at this one, um, so I'll, I'll check it out now. To get a hit today, no, um, it's, it's way too high. Oh, it's minus seven hundred. So never mind. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Oh, I to, wouldn't do that. To hit a home run, he's plus three sixty. I saw that. And, and to drive in a run, it's minus one twenty five. Those are like those are really uh, those are tough bets to make. But but, the, but we think they're going to score. But yeah. yeah. It would not be surprising if LeMahieu does it, but to put money on it, maybe if you want to put a little bit on him to hit a home run, there, there's no value in in him to get a hit. He's probably going to today. I do think the Yankees to get the two Nats, plus hits, two plus hits. He's uh, minus one ten. It's about even money. Yeah, that's still a. I think there's a lot of risk there, even with the the low number. Sure, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm touching they, that. They maybe look at having a little fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would, uh, I would very easily go over nine for this game. I think the Yankees do pretty well against Corbin. He's got an eight ten ERA, and his strikeout to walk ratio is almost one to one. He's only got four more Ks than he has walks this year, which is not good. That's that's really bad. So I, um, I might be willing to go a strikeout prop for Jamison Tyone. And I looked at that earlier. It wasn't posted. It is now. He's over five and a half at plus 105. I don't, I don't know about that so much, but maybe. The, pro- the problem not, with Tyon, Tyon doesn't pitch deep in these games. Right, so that's the only thing. Year. So I don't want to do the win. It, it's frustrating because this is, I really want to find a way to back the Yankees. What is what is their uh, run total? I was just you about know, to look at that. Four, four and a half. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. That's very easy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do that, Joe. We'll we'll yeah. do it together, you and me. All right. Yankees, Yankees over four and a half minus one twenty five. Yep. That that makes a lot of sense today on multiple levels. Okay. Uh, how about Arizona at the New York Mets? It's Gallon against David Peterson. Gallon, uh, in a smaller sample size against the Mets, their last 31 plate appearances, he's striking out 42% of them. Arizona against lefties like Peterson, number one in OPS, number mm-hmm. one in WOBA, number two in weighted runs created plus, six in on base. The Diamondbacks are the dog here, Ranj. I can't I, believe I th- it. I think they're that's a great play. Yeah, uh, 116 money line. Yes, I'll take it. First five yeah. is plus 100. I will take that. And, I mean, I, I would even go Zach Gallon to get a win at 165. Yep. Wow. I know I know you don't That's like to good. win so much, but, I mean, no, Gallon well, is a guy, Yeah. And, he, and he'll go deeper in, in the games there for them. Right. Right. So this is this is a pretty good number, um, I think. I... Yeah, and they and the, and the and the Mets have not done especially well. It's not a whole lot of, you know, I think it's only maybe 30 plate appearances, so it's not a huge sample size. They haven't been all that good against Arizona or or against Zach Gallen. So, I'm kind of liking like everything is setting up for him to do well, for him to get a win and for them to get a victory. So, I mean, if you really wanted to triple down on all of these things, go first 5 yeah. plus 100. Go with them on the money line, Arizona, and uh, for Gallon to get a win at 165. Congratulations, Lindor, on getting a hit finally. Jeez, yeah, finally yeah. in that run. You fired Shirley Davis. Look what happens. Lindor's back, baby. See, uh, he's the hitting coach all <laughs> along. Milwaukee at Miami. The Marlins are favored against the Brewers, and it's Trevor Rogers' day. Pair of lefties, Trevor Rogers against Brent Suter. How do we bet the Marlins? Do we want to take them as a favorite at minus 139? That's not too appealing. The total is only six and a half, only six and a half. But I am looking at the K prop of seven and a half. Considering going over on seven and a half at plus money, the Brewers strike out a ton as is, and they uh, definitely strike out a lot against lefties 29% of the time. Uh, Suter has had his issues against the Marlins of late in eight, four, five FIP. But um, yeah, I would look to, yeah. Milwaukee's done well against lefties, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm a little, to- little torn on this game. What do you think? Well, Milwaukee does strike out a ton against the lefties. So if you, if you want to look at a strikeout prop, maybe um, they also hit them. They do. Right. That's yeah. the other thing. So, I saw one book had a seven and a half for the for the uh, uh, the total, and I was willing to take the over seven and a half. But seeing that it's six and a half at points bet, I would absolutely take an over. Hmm. Yeah, you know, you're not so sure with that one. No, it makes a lot of sense. I'm yeah. I'm wondering why is it six and a half there? I know. If it's seven yeah, and a half elsewhere, I'll take that. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji will continue to break down today's MLB card, so keep it locked into the BetQL Audio Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Malone looking for his first hit of the year. He drives one! Deep left field! That goes up to Back near the wall! It's out of here! Bartolo has done it! The impossible has happened! The team vacates the dugout as Bartolo takes the long trot, his first career home run, and there will be nobody in the dugout to greet him. (laughs) This is one of the great moments in the history of baseball. Bartolo Colon has gone deep. I want to say that was one of the longest home run trots I've ever seen, but I think that's how fast he runs. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Raji, that was five years ago today, Bartolo Cologne. One of the greatest moments in baseball history. I think we all got caught up hey. a little bit. It's funny. It was funny. It was hilarious. Listen, yes. one of the all-time funny <laughs> baseball moments. Funny, And yes. I'm glad we had that moment. Pitchers should, should still never touch a bat. Never. <laughs> How did I know it was going to get back to that? How did I know? Are you willing? Are you willing to budge a little on the managers mattering just a little bit after what we've witnessed with the White Sox? I'm convinced that uh, this is a personal attack on people like you for years that have said managers don't matter, managers don't matter, and then the team that you follow very closely that you are invested in in the White Sox, ready to win now, they wake up grandpa, they force him to be the manager because the owner feels bad about Tony La Russa, and multiple multiple games uh, in just over the first month of the season, he doesn't know the rules. So are you willing to say that the manager matters if they don't know the rules? Joe, let me me say this. Um, you had to listen to me for many years, do these White Sox post-game shows. You had to be in the room listening to it. I apologize for that. Um, That's number one. Number two, what I have been saying all this time was that I think that we we overvalue how much effect they have. Like we, so in a game... Which I agree with. Let's go back to the Lucas Giolito game where he left him in for too long. Giolito was pitching great. He was starting to show signs of wearing down in the sixth. They let him out for the seventh, and this was last Tuesday, I believe. And he let him go back out for the seventh, and he gave up a home run. Three-run homer, and they lost the game. And after the game, they talked to Giolito, who said, yeah, I was running out of gas. They tell La Russa, your pitcher says he was running out of gas. He goes, did he say that, really? I was like, oh, well, I guess I missed that. Okay. Um also, in the game, they went 0 for 13 with runners in scoring position. They stranded nine runners. We don't talk about that at all. Like, in, in the assessment of the post game, it's all about what LaRusa did, and he wasn't aware of his pitcher, which should get criticism. But I think that, by and large, what happens is we always blame the manager no matter what, and it's never about the rest of the team. However, but, but however... There are- 
but how many times have with this specific case have we been like I've never seen this before. <laughs> right. So, however, in this situation, when it comes to Larusa, there have been a number of times already in an early season where he mm-hmm. is just like not known stuff. You know, he's yes. uh, th- there's a difference between having a philosophy like I think this guy can get us through one more hitter in this inning and that will save my bullpen and we don't have to go to him until the following inning and that can help us out a big and then it doesn't work out. At least there's a thought process there. But now you're getting in situations where he's completely unaware that his pitcher is tired, and now he's completely unaware of a rule. That's That stuff can't happen, that, and that does have an impact. And those are the things that you can control. So for me, yeah, managers do matter, but what we're seeing with him is so far off yes. normal, you know, normal managerial behavior. This is totally different than what you typically see from a manager day in and day out. In which I know that's why you asked Jason Stark that very question. So I wanted right. to make sure that we hit on it for oh. at least a couple of minutes. And by, for the yep. most part, you know, 95 at least percent of the time, I agree with you that the value of the manager is probably equivalent to a relief pitcher. Probably one yeah. of your relief pitchers, yeah. not the closer, just one of your relief pitchers. But we have... We're talking about the worst, yeah, the worst. And we have seen, as Stark said, a direct impact on multiple losses from him already. What's Doesn't mean they would have won all those games. Doesn't mean that. Right. But he he put them in position to not win. To potentially and lose, yeah. What you're seeing now is a reliever who comes into the game in the most critical moments. And instead of throwing the ball anywhere near the plate, just straight to the backstop. Every yes. single pitch, straight to the backstop. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good analogy right now. All right, let's, uh, let's take a look at the rest of this MLB card. We've mentioned a few games, uh, on the first half of this, of the schedule, let's say before we get this to the seven Oh five central games, any other, any games that you wanted to mention that you have an opinion on before we move? Yeah. Uh, Phillies and the Braves. We didn't talk yeah. about that. That's still, yeah, that's still in the same, uh, uh window mm-hmm. you're talking about. I like Zach Eflin a lot. This is a dude who strikes out a ton, and he's walked two hitters. He's got 34 Ks, two walks all season long, a 3.49 ERA. I like the over five and a half strikeouts for him uh, tonight against the Braves. Now, I know people think that Charlie Morton, I've I've seen some people think that he's going to have a nice breakout here that you know, he he hasn't been all that good so far this season, ERA over five. Maybe this is the time for him to get himself right. Mm-hmm. That could happen, but and that's why I'm not going to touch the game itself, but I am more interested in the strikeout total for Eflin tonight. Okay, so this is a game that I was just breaking down, handicapping the game with the, with the matchup of the starting pitchers. I was torn on, but since I think it's closer to a coin flip, like I should probably bet Philadelphia getting plus 153. You know what I mean? It's good value. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. There's there's some value there, but it wouldn't surprise me if uh if Morton shoves and he's terrific tonight either. I I could see it too. That's why I'm staying yeah. away from that part, but I could see Eflin getting to six strikeouts tonight. Uh, we were just talking about however, and, and it's dangerous, yeah. Joe, just to go back to it because the Braves they don't really strike out against right-handers that much. But he's been pitching really, really well. I mean, if it again, look at the splits, look at what he's done versus how many guys he's walked. This could mm-hmm. be a good strikeout night for him. 
Uh, we had Joe Osborne on the show earlier, and I saw him tweet about it after uh, his appearance on this show, and I agree 100%. If you can find a number that is not juiced on Austin Gomber, the uh, Colorado starting pitcher, mm-hmm. a prop is five and a half. St. Louis does not strike out against lefties. They strike out only 17% of the time. That is the fewest, um, the lowest K rate in all of Major League Baseball against lefties. So I'm looking at under uh, five and a half. Now, some sites have it juiced up. There are some that do not have it juiced. So if you could find that, I'd go under on Gomber. Yeah, definitely not going over with him. Even though the, the only intrigue for the game Maybe you get one of those magical days, a guy pitching against his former team who wants to shove against his former team, you know, just to kind of prove, hey, you shouldn't have let me go. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what Gomber is. And he was part of the Nolan Arenado trade. So, you know, I mean, you got to give up players in order to, you know, get a guy like Arenado. So I could still see him being salty about it because you always take it personally, right? I mean, you say, I get it, it's business, whatever but I could still see him taking it personally. Uh, however, I I don't think today's going to be that day that he shoves. So if you could find the under, do that. I would be more likely to go Flaherty over six and a half, even though he's only done that once this year. There's okay. only one time he struck out um, more than six. Uh, but against Colorado, he might be able to make that happen. It's It's not my favorite play but I think it's something you could do. What I would be willing to do more than anything, though, is the Cardinals team total of over four at minus 121 going up against Gomber. Like, the only way it doesn't happen is if, again, Gomber wants to shove against his former team, which is possible. I just don't think it's going to happen today. So the Cardinals team total over four. They crush lefties. Yeah. There's that, too. Um, for some reason, I don't think we talk about them as much, but most offensive metrics, they're top three. So that's not a bad play at all. Tampa Bay, Oakland. Last night, uh, Tampa Bay was facing a lefty, and uh, we went over on the K-Prop, and I'm thinking about doing it again because they strike out a ton against lefties. And it's plus money on Manaya over six and a half. Now, in only two of his six starts, has he gone over this number of six and a half, but uh, he does have a 39% K rate in his last 50 or so plate appearances against Tampa Bay. So I'm considering uh, taking a look at Manaya getting at least seven Ks, which is plus money. Yeah, I, um, I I was looking at Hill on the other side. Man, he's been really good against them. Right. And yeah, he just like the last time he, he pitched against them, it was on the 26th of last month. And mm-hmm. he struck out 10. Whew. Like that's 10 K's. That's all. That's a lot. I don't think he does that again. But um, when I looked earlier, the strikeout total wasn't up. Is it up now? It's not up. No. Okay. Hmm. I mean, if it's over. Take a look over, at it. When it's up, take a look, right? Yeah. Take a look at it. I'd say if it's over five and a half. What do you feel about that? Over five and a half for him. I'd, I'd probably look to the over. Yeah. I would too. To get six, that certainly makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, if you if if it starts getting up to and, and again, I know he punched out ten last time, but that's that's just not going to happen again. Uh, the game of the night we haven't even talked about it. San Diego and San Francisco battle mm-hmm. of the NL West, excluding the Dodgers here. We've got 
Blake Snell against Anthony DeSclafani. Do you think the number makes sense? Now, it's gone down a little bit. San Francisco, a dog of plus 127 now, and San Diego minus 139. Does that make sense to you? It starts to starting to feel like the Giants are finally getting respect, right? Yeah, and because DeSclafani has had such a good season with an ERA of two, and he's got a he's got an awesome. We, we were just talking about um, um, I forgot who it was a moment ago. Who's got a, a great strikeout to walk ratio? DeSclafani has the same thing. Thirty three punch outs. He's got five walks this year, so he's been pretty economical. And um, San Francisco. They have the lowest strikeout percentage against the lefties, which is why I'm not touching the um, the Snell prop, whatever that ends up being. And I don't think it's out yet. I checked earlier. It wasn't. It is now out. Okay, so Blake Snell to strike out six and a half. The over is plus 105. The under is minus 140. Mm. I, I don't know if I like minus 140, but I certainly don't like over here just because uh, the Giants have not been striking out. Dylan Burns says the Rich Hill K prop is five and a half. The over at plus one thirty eight. That's probably worth a look. Yeah, I would definitely do that. Yep, like that a lot. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji on BetQL Daily coming up next. Pro better Joey Kanish will drop by. He'll bring the energy like he always does. A few interesting things to talk about with him: NFL, NBA, maybe some UFC. So keep it locked into the BetQL Audio Network.